This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. A 76-year-old woman in Florida fatally shot her terminally ill husband. They made a pact, but now she'll go to prison for the rest of her life, fair or foul. Here's the big one. U.S. investigators seized, yeah, you got it. You know what I'm going to say. More classified documents in a search of President Biden's home in Delaware. Just another day in America. Hey, hey, everybody. Kate Delaney, hope you had a fabulous weekend as we swing into yet another week in January. January is one of those weird months, right? You just come off of celebrating and packing away all of the holiday stuff. And now we're deeper into yet almost another Hallmark holiday, I call it, and that, of course, is Valentine's Day. We'll be here in a matter of weeks. You can tell because every store you go into, you see nothing but pink and red and balloons and cards everywhere. She says it was about love, this 76-year-old woman who killed her husband, Ellen uh, Jillian, made a pact with her 77-year-old husband. And she had planned to fatally shoot herself. In the end, she couldn't go through with it. So she was at Advent Hospital in Daytona Beach, Florida. That's where this happened. They had planned for about three weeks that this was going to happen if his health didn't improve because he was terminally ill. He really begged his wife to kill him. His health continued to go downhill. Shortly before 1130 a.m. on Saturday, she brought a gun inside the hospital I wonder how she got that in, but she did. She went to his room and shot him in the head. And she couldn't shoot herself. That's what she wanted to do. The chief, Chief Young from the Daytona Beach Police Department said, and I really like what he said. He said, it's a tragic circumstance because it just shows you that none of us are immune from the trials and tribulations of life. That was the thing that he said. She confined herself to the room. She refused to drop her gun when they showed up. There was a little bit of a standoff, obviously. They used a flashbang device. It produces that bright flash and a loud noise to distract her. And they used a beanbag gun to help take her into custody. And even after the initial shooting, she never tried to get up and leave. So everything was just confined to the room. So... The chief said at no point, and he was really careful to say this, at no, I think he felt serious sympathy for her. He said at no point where anybody was anybody in the hospital, the hospital staff threatened or any other patients, and the shooting at the hospital uh, did appear to kind of rock the emergency responders, and it created a certainly a logistical nightmare for officers and hospital staff because they were evacuating other patients on the floor because they don't know what's happening. But uh, he was the sole person in the room. And there weren't a lot of details. What was the illness? How long had he been hospitalized? But it was definitely fatal. He was definitely going downhill. And, um, you know, she was taken into jail on Saturday afternoon. And he said again, he emphasized, she's very sad. This is obviously, and he like really was choked up. He said, it's a tough situation. 
saying that she's been in a depressed state, she understood that he was terminally ill, and that the end was near. So will a jury be lenient with her, do you think? And here's the other part of that question. Should the jury be lenient because she did kill him? She killed her husband. You can't you can't do that. You know, you can't can't do that in the United States. That goes to the whole idea of mercy killings and conversations about that. But, you know, they make a pact. He's awful, but going downhill rapidly. And that's what he wants, that release. But um, and she does oblige him. Imagine that. But can't uh, can't kill herself. And I'll be curious as to see what what happens as they uh, as they go through that that uh, process uh, with her for sure, because I think that I think that police department, I think he especially is will try to be in her corner as much as possible. If you care about such things as a coronation, King Charles the Thirds is set for the first weekend in May. I wonder if the spare will be invited. Yes, Prince Harry has told it all in his book Spare. And it is selling like hotcakes. So he he's made a certainly a ton of money off of this book, and so have the publishers. But he's pretty much told it all of what you know. What would the life of a prince be like? You don't have to imagine it. It's pretty much in his uh, in his book. I was sent a copy of it, and I've read a little bit of it. And he talks about he talks about. It's just odd to hear he talks about Willie is what he calls his brother. And he talks about um, the treatment after his mother died and all of that sort of thing. It's 400 pages, 400 pages. So he's been doing the night, uh, the night shows, you know, the late shows with the comedians. He's been doing the rounds there and uh, it's pretty popular around the world. Anyway, 3.2 million copies sold in its first week. Yeah. How about that? So uh, I guess as protocol would go, as, if we care about those things um, here in the United States, would would the king in, invite the the spare? Because everybody, it's kind of a who's who, would come and and watch this. And he certainly that's his his father, and uh, he's not the he's not first in line. But if there is a royal rift. I don't know. Would there be a reconciliation between Harry and his uh, his his family, or um, is it just protocol that he would just come and they would just get on with it, whatever that means? I think the big story, though, that we care about here in America is how do you miss all these classified documents? Come on, Joe. How do you miss them? How did how did this happen? So a team from the Justice Department conducts a thirteen hour search of the president's home in Wilmington on Friday. And I guess I'm not shocked. They had more than a half a dozen documents, some of them classified. So some weren't, by the way, but some of them classified. And um, it's just, you have a sitting president, you have federal agents at his home. Of course, they were there, the invitation of his lawyers. And it just, the transparency thing, it's not transparent when there were, there were documents for a couple of months there has to be a better way to do this. So six more items, some documents from his time as senator, by the way, others from his time as vice president. They were picked up by the investigators, all the surrounding material, whatever that means, surrounding material. 
And um, what prompted the search? That's what I wondered. So they searched once, and then they got them by the Corvette. And then they come back and then search for 13 hours because, I don't know, did they say, hey, we might have some more documents? I just don't remember. So because I can't remember, I cannot recall. You just have to, like, tear the place up. I mean, I have no idea. But I do know that I think the big mistake was you can't say you're transparent. And when this first happened, they should have just set it back in November. And um, what level of classification? Because we don't know that for sure. But uh, it certainly underscores the seriousness of the investigation into his handling of documents, right? And in some ways, it sort of was a mini-resembled show that we've seen before, the extensive search of the former president's home, Donald Trump, at Mar-a-Lago State in Florida last summer. Agents crawling around looking for classified documents that they believe we're in Trump's possession. Now they've done it with Biden. My, oh, my, oh, my. Man Cave, coming up. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the mineral doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook, Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook, or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. 
at Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. like sports or want to come and hang out in the cave are certainly welcome to do that. I'm updating my book, Invade the Man Cave. It'll be out at the end of February, and boy, do I have a lot of things to put in it. It's funny because I had to take a quick break today. You know, the dog, it won't wait, so Guinness wouldn't wait. So in when the game was going on, I had to do my quick little short run with him, and I and I'm saying the game, I'm talking about the, the last game of the weekend, the Dallas-San Francisco game. And so right around the corner from me, there is a bunch of really nice guys that have a man cave. It's their garage, and they kind of souped it up, and they had it open because the weather was nice. And they saw me go, hey, hey. And, and they go, look, hey, they started screaming. And as soon as I rounded the corner, the, the um, Cowboys had scored, but the extra point was blocked. So I'm thinking, Brett Maher, oh, this isn't going to be your day. But he did make two field goals. It certainly wasn't enough, however, for the Dallas Cowboys. The uh, The Cowboys lost to the 49ers 19-12. to Very, very rough, I think, on uh, Cowboy fans who are frustrated by what's happened in these divisional rounds. The Cowboys lost for the second for, well, for the record uh, seventh straight time in the divisional round and failed to make it to the NFC title game since winning their fifth Super Bowl. But that was back in 1995. So Dak Prescott threw two interceptions and I told you about Brett Maher missed his fifth extra point when his attempt was blocked, but then he made the two field goals. And so afterwards, what does Prescott say? He says, I'm just disappointed. Defense gave us opportunities to win the game, which the Cowboys defense did. It was a defensive game all the way around. He says they played hard against a really, really good offense, a really good team. For us to put up only that amount of points that we did, that's unacceptable. It starts with me. I've got to be better. There's no way to sugarcoat it. He's right. He had opportunities, and he could not get it done. I mean, listen, at at the end, there was only the chance of a Hail Mary, basically, and that was not going to happen. They were just too far down the field. But, uh, you know, the Cowboys had a shot late when they took over at their own 18. They were at their own 18 with just under three, like 259 in the game. And they were trailing. So 19-12, Robbie Gould hit his fourth field goal of the game. And he threw two straight incompletions. It was sacked on the third down. Mike McCarthy opted to punt on fourth and 10 
with all three timeouts left. And so um, Dallas didn't get the ball back until there were 45 seconds left. The Cowboys took over at their six, never got a close from there. I mean, that was a big part of the story. But then you have Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft last April, 7-0 and as a starter since replacing an injured Jimmy Garoppolo in week 13. So it wasn't glamorous because it was about field goals, but and defenses, like I said, he went 18 for 28, 215 yards, but no turnovers against the Dallas Cowboys. So he becomes, only, you know, rookie-wise, to make two playoff starts. There's only two others that have done it, Mark Sanchez and Joey Flacco. And so how about that? Uh, wow. But the Niners picking off Prescott twice in the first half, turned into those field goals, and and then the Cowboys' only touchdown of the first half, Prescott connecting with tight end Dalton Schultz for the third time in the postseason. But, uh, you know, in the end, it just it didn't, it didn't matter. So the 49ers uh, now move on against Philadelphia. They'll take on the Eagles and Eagle territory, and we'll see. If the 49ers win, they would reach their second Super Bowl in the past four seasons. But Philadelphia will certainly have something to say about that. And so speaking of Philadelphia, I think a lot of disappointed New York fans who are just down the road, just down the Jersey Turnpike, Jalen Hurts uh, was all about him right from the beginning of this game in complete control through two touchdown passes, ran for a score, very, very dominant first half. The Eagles just hit the Giants right from the beginning. They overwhelmed them. That's the best word to use, 38 7 Nick Sirianna, the coach of the Eagles, said, to have him out there, I know this is high praise. It's like having Michael Jordan out there. He's your leader. He's your guy. That's the biggest respect I can pay him. So I already mentioned this. Philly is the top seed. They host the NFC Championship game, and it's going to be either them or San Francisco representing in the Super Bowl. On the other side of things, Buffalo, disappointing for uh, Buffalo. The Bengals routing the Bills 27-10. to 10. Part of the problem, uh, Josh Allen struggled offensively. Yes, it was snowy and awful. Joe Cool prevailed, though, uh, much more, obviously, than Josh Allen did. So the playoff run for the Bills ends in the divisional round for a second straight season. It was hard last year when they had that overtime loss to KC, 42-36, and this was a much different game than 27 10. Bills receiver Stefan Diggs was so upset he left the locker room with pretty much most of his gear on shortly after the game. He was finally begged by a teammate to return to the locker room. Uh, he was an incredible part of what happened with the Bills, and it really shook him up the the fact that they uh, that they lost, thinking that this was their time and they were going to make it. And uh, Hamlin the player that everybody was so concerned about, I mentioned him, said, we'll be back a few hours after the game. Don't even trip. That's what he said. Don't even trip. So now it's up to Kansas City to either lose to KC or win against KC and represent the AFC. Patrick Mahomes was pleading with his coach to let him stay in the game after it turned out he had injured his ankle. He is a high right ankle sprain he said i'm not coming out of a playoff game he he did he was pulled out for x-rays and then he did go back into the game 
in the uh, the second half when they were negative, he proved he could protect himself. In in the halftime locker room, he convinced them to convinced Andy Reid to let him back in. So he finished with 195 yards passing, two touchdowns. The second, a 75 yard drive late in the fourth quarter, and really lifted the Chiefs to a 27-20 win over Jacksonville. And so this is the fifth straight AFC Championship game for them. And Mahomes is saying, because people are already talking about, oh, his ankle. My uh, my neighbor already has been texting me, oh, no, high ankle sprain. He won't be able to perform. And I think he's going to really thrive off of those kinds of comments. He vows to be ready for next week's game against the winner of the Cincinnati-Buffalo game, which was Cincinnati. He said that before their game, and he said, you know, look, they're going to be back at Arrowhead Stadium, so I'm ready to do whatever we have to do. We're in this position. We get to go to the AFC Championship game and then find a way to to the Super Bowl. And um, it's going to be interesting because... Certainly Cincinnati has had Mahomes' number, and now you are talking about Pat Mahomes with a high ankle sprain. So what will happen this time around? Does it go the other way? Uh, We will see, as they say. It's just down to a handful of teams. We will have another Nail the Score. A lot of you have now lately been emailing me during that segment. You can still do that. On Tuesday, it's our final segment in the first hour. Nail the score. We'll do the AFC and the NFC Championship game. So this is actually the first time you could really kind of cheat and make up your mind ahead of time which way you want to go. And it depends on the numbers that you guess because you have to be the first to get in there and guess them. And then you can call the show as well. So you can call or you can email us when we have that segment on Tuesday, the last segment of the first hour. And we'll see what what all of you come up with. Maybe somebody will actually nail the score, which would be very cool if that happened. All right, uh, Dallas Cowboy running back. Wow, really sad to see this. Tony Pollard broke his leg supposedly in the uh, in the loss and needs surgery. Yep, he he had a fractured left fibula, and uh, as one twenty four left in the first half, and and he was rolled up. After an eight-yard catch, he needed to be helped to the sideline. He was wearing an air cast on his left leg as he was carted to the x-ray room inside the stadium, and then he was ruled out for the game. And, of course, that hurt. I mean, he brings so much to the offense, there's no question. He finds a gap. He makes it even bigger. So that uh, was tough. They had to rely on Ezekiel Elliott and Malik Davis to handle the duties of Pollard, who had been really the superstar speedster especially against the San Francisco run defense that finished second against the run. But there you have it. That's the break, sadly. Some won, some didn't. That's the man cave. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? 
Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News, I'm Tim Berg. Millions of Americans are waking up freezing today as another Arctic blast is in the eastern half of the country. Wind chill alerts stretch from Montana to Florida with freeze warnings in effect across the south and Gulf Coast. Folks in the Great Lakes and northeast are also cleaning up after lake effect snow. Overall, nearly 60 weather deaths have been reported across the United States in the last week. Panera Bread's caffeinated charged lemonade drinks are at the center of another lawsuit. A woman filing a lawsuit in Delaware last week alleging that she suffers long-term and permanent cardiac issues after drinking charged lemonade. Two previous lawsuits blamed the lemonade for the deaths of a Florida man and a college student. And President Biden has nothing on his public schedule. He remains at his beach house in Delaware. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. I need help with my taxes. Where can I find free tax help? If you make $54,000 a year or less, you can participate in the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, VITA, or the Tax Counseling for the Elderly, TCE, programs. IRS-certified volunteers provide free basic tax prep for low- to moderate-income taxpayers. The TCE program is specifically for taxpayers age 60 and older. Go to irs.gov and enter Free Tax Prep in the search box to find a VITA or TCE site near you. Geo Calvary CJ 
joins us for his book that, boy, oh boy, this really resonates with me, especially my travels to Venezuela. His book is called Forgotten America, The Untold Adventures of Venezuela. So, Gio, welcome to the show and tell uh, the listeners why you wrote this book. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to uh, be here, Kate. Uh, Yes, so I wrote the book um, to, well, I always wanted to write, uh, but at the time, eh, I didn't really know how to start the process. So I thought, what if I could make an impact that at the time really mattered? So my interest actually um, lie in the students I taught at the time. I, I taught English as a second language to adult learners, many of whom were from Latin America. The students in my class were obviously Venezuelan, and Venezuela was at a time of economic downfall. You, we might have heard of the president, uh, President Chavez, recently passed away at the time. His successor, uh, Maduro, um, was planning to take office. So the not only the Venezuelans, but also the other cultural groups became concerned. So therefore, I, I took the opportunity to learn and actually travel out there. And from my travels, I created uh, this story called Forgotten America to uh, let people know, hey, what has happened and what continues to happen in Venezuela is important. And I think we all should take some notice into that way i so agree with that i mean how fascinating that it's in a way that these people that you taught english as a second language which is so important and is such a pathway to so many to having success in the united states and then they taught you by what you learned and uh, about venezuela and what it reminded you of so tell us some of the stories in the book yes yeah, so i wanted to um kind of intertwine historic events with uh, fiction, but also relevant to situations that we might encounter. Uh, so we would expect uh, in the story uh, two characters. Uh, one name is uh, Carlos, who is actually from uh this country, Venezuela, and he travels back uh, to this country with his friend Ezekiel. And Ezekiel isn't new to South America, but new to Venezuela and the situations that um, have been uh, happening. So he was kind of, kind of nervous. So some of the adventures um, that we see um, includes where how profoundly uh, Carlos um, is encountered with his past. So every um, present moment that um, seems to be important to Carlos, the readers are drawn back to a specific moment in his past that Carlos has not yet really understood or might have uh, forgotten. And, and one of those times is he 
starts to remember how he was taken um, when he was essentially a child into um, the military. And then at one point, he talks about some of the missions that he had to do, and he didn't really understand what what these were or the impact that these missions had until uh, the present. And for uh, Carlos, um, it's it's a puzzle that he tries to piece together. And Ezekiel is there trying to understand how connected those events are to the present situation. So in the present situations, we see um, many protests, how um, corruption runs rampant, and Ezekiel knows somewhat about these past events, and he is also trying to help Carlos understand those. So it's um, a piece where the past intersects with um, the present. And I did it in this way to um, see how um, important information is being told and what information might be being left out. Yeah, wow, I love that. Taking facts, taking history, and then creating the story for this novel. For you, was it fun to go on this adventure, Gio? Uh, yes, for, um, well, um, I always wanted to travel. I always uh, like to travel because I think when we broaden um, our um, horizons, so to speak, or um, our um, our way of thinking, it opens us up. We gain a better perspective. Um, of who we are, of the situations, um, and of the uh, of different people. So I was very excited to to travel there. But when each time I traveled, it became a little more daunting because I became more aware of the situations. And I'll give you one example. For example. We were my um, my friend who was my uh, tour guide, tour guide at the time. We were uh, traveling from uh, Caracas to um, Maracaibo to see Lake Maracaibo and um, to see the history there. And we were going to take a plane, but. Um, the plane wasn't running at the time, so we had to uh, t- take a bus. And uh, the bus, that was an interesting journey because at uh, different places there were security checkpoints. And at one of these security checkpoints, um, the military, uh, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know the language at the time, but the military um, wanted, actually demanded me to uh, get off the bus and um, show my passport and demanded why I was here and asking those questions. And my friend intervening saying, hey, you know, this is um, very um, atypical. Why are you guys doing this? Um, I know how you guys uh, operate. You're trying to uh, intimidate my friend. You guys want some money. And so um, 
long story short, um, I was able to go back on the bus and my friend had to uh, give them money and that's what they wanted. So we see, I saw firsthand um, how um, frightful um, the military can be because I didn't know what was going to happen. And I also saw some of the corruption that um, that is a part of that part of the military or, or the police at the time. Yeah, how scary is that? And then you get to witness it firsthand. What else did you learn about Venezuela when you were there? Yeah, so one of the um, exciting things I learned is that um, despite all the uh, opposition and all the plights that the um, Venezuelans were experiencing, they are a very um, happy family um, oriented culture um, they're there to um, support each other even uh, the strangers um, did their part to uh, try to help one another um, so I saw this um, the, the feeling of camaraderie of um, of solidarity of family being there so I, I, I witnessed even in the uh, purest form of how unfortunate uh, situations can be, such as poverty running rampant, um, these um, lines, people have to wait, um, regulation of uh, food at certain points of um, uh, the week, certain groups of people can only get a certain amount of food and it was uh, dictated by this um, regulation wall that they had. Uh, despite that, they um, tried to uh, come together to, to be there. And despite the uh, corruption I saw from the government, the, the common people, the everyday people were very um, welcoming and, and friendly and happy to, to have people outside the country to um, explore how um, cultured and how um, majestic the uh, country actually is, despite, again, what has been going on. What do you hope people take away from reading your book, Forgotten America, The Untold Adventures of Venezuela, which you can get on Barnes & Noble or Amazon or wherever great books are sold? I wanted to, um, so I uh, created this story um, in a way to try to interconnect um, how the uh, past could be relevant to our present situations. And I did that to nudge readers um, into um, a direction of being aware to ourselves, to our situations, to the situations that happen elsewhere and, and to others. This might mean not just uh, reading one newsreel or listening to one podcast, but about understanding what um, is being told, what is being left out. Perfect place to end this, Geo Calvarisi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Kate. Hi, this is 
Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. of life from dusk to dawn. Henry, boy, this book is interesting. The cover just even pulls you in. So first of all, tell us about this road to writing this book. Well, the road was a long one. I was inspired to write the book based on my medical problems. In 2011, I had a kidney transplant. I have chronic kidney disease. And Then in 2017, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma cancer. 
So basically what it was is how I fought and overcame these obstacles. And I wanted to inspire other people that just because you have a tragedy or something very serious, it doesn't mean that life ends. You could still have a purposeful, happy life. You don't want to just crawl up into a, a catatonic state and say it's all over. Some people do that, but the book is to prevent that. Wow, so well said. Because you talk about it, that in the description, that we have challenges in life, whatever your challenges are. And I said I love the cover. And the cover, you've got this boat, and you have these wicked wild sea around the, the boat. And you say, and in the poem, A Boat at Sea, we're all boats on the thrashing sea of life. We rise and fall with the waves. People, as you just described there, react differently in their tragedies. So what can we learn from your book? Your book? Tell us more about the book as we know it's inspiring. Well, it depends on a person's bent. A lot of these poems are about tragedies, but I did include family remembrances and their valiant behavior, not in reaction, in being proactive. The idea of the book is not to react as most of us when we hear bad news we react in a negative way the idea is to step back accept what it is and be proactive i just uh, i write every day i'm on a blog called medium.com and i just finished a story about winston churchill and his wife and I always thought that Churchill was such a strong figure. I always wondered, wow, what a guy. But in all his tragedies, one of the things was that uh, his wife was totally behind him. And the other thing is just because a person is he had depression, he called it, he had black dogs. Just because you appear outwardly strong doesn't mean you're not a human being. And he would he would have depression, and she had some uh, breakdowns. Uh, she came from a very uh, uh, a very bad childhood, and he didn't have a great childhood. His parents were kind of standoffish, and uh, the idea is he kept he didn't he didn't lose sight of his goals. That's one thing he had, and uh, he had a, a, an attitude of you know. Uh, keep going. And so um, uh, I write on that blog every day. So there are things here. There's kind of, it's kind of a philosophy. I wrote a poem about the eclipse of God uh, where uh, this was, uh, I got the idea from a book that Martin Buber wrote. He um, says that uh, just like you have an eclipse of the sun and it's dark, it doesn't mean that it won't pass and you have light. And just because it's dark uh, doesn't mean that the sun doesn't shine. So uh, that's an optimistic view. He wrote, of course, regarding that poem about the Holocaust, and that was his reaction. Beautiful, beautiful work. And I kind of uh, adapted it. Um uh, let's see, the coffee table, I wrote, um, I said, it's, it's, it's funny how people um, 
sit at dining room tables or desks, square, square desks, I say, I said to myself, well, why don't we, why don't we have like coffee tables that are round or conference rooms like, uh, like the United Nations where you're facing each other and you could see different people's emotions. Why aren't buildings built like, uh, the Guggenheim Museum with its round. Uh, I wrote, of course, about my cancer. I feel I, I, wrote, I wrote about an hourglass because it's always in the back of my mind that time is slipping away. Maybe, maybe that, um, maybe that in itself is motivating to me because most people intellectually think about death, but. When you have two uh, fatal diseases with no cure, I don't, there's no cure for multiple myeloma. There only is treatment. I go to Sloan Kettering, and they can keep you alive through the treatment. And uh, unfortunately, because of my cancer, my uh, new kidney was affected by the chemo and the um, the, uh, the, uh, the the cancer. So now. Uh, I can't live without dialysis. So it lasted 10 years. But uh, uh, there are certain things things I love nature. So, you know, I wrote a poem about, about like, uh, Robin. Robin, uh, did you you look at the book? I did, I did. I was thinking that when you're going through this, you you talk about trees, you talk about rain, you absolutely dive into nature. I mean, what's really brilliant about your work is I feel like I know you because you go through this and you can tell there is that optimism that you talked about in the beginning that rolls through. And I think that's the beauty of this book. Like you're saying that no matter who you are, they might not have what you have, but it's, I have never met a person that has not gone through challenges. So in in your book from dust to dawn, the vicissitudes of life, that's exactly what it is. You nailed it, nailed it, nailed it with that title. What do you hope, and you're you're really saying it in this conversation, Henry, but what do you hope people take away from reading your, your, your book, your poetry, which you could pick up at, at any point in the book, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, people have told me, like, for example, I have uh, uh, medication uh, management where, where a nurse comes in every two weeks to check to put in my medicines. I take, like, 17 pills a day, but... Uh, and he told me yesterday when he was here, he bought the book because I showed it to him when he was here. He says every night he sits down with his wife and they read a poem. So that in itself, when people say, you know, this really grabbed me, um, uh, people have told me, well, you know, I had a similar situation where um, I'm trying to think of something specific that I could give to you, but um, uh, I think what you just said, it comes through because I write it with feeling. I think an author has to write with feeling, and um, I also work for the American Cancer Society fundraising. We're having a walk on October 9th, and so... See this? Uh, it's funny. There's a silver lining in everything. Without um, 
getting sick with the cancer and the kidney, it, it's strange because late in life, I finally found out what I really wanted to do. I worked for the government for my career, uh, which was okay, but it wasn't as fulfilling as this. And you know, they say youth is, is lost on the young. If I would have known this when I was 18 years old, going to college, it would. But uh, you know, uh, if 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 you can't you can't look back at, at things. You, you 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 have to take life as it as it comes. Um, and uh, and you're doing it now, and that's the key. And so here's the thing: you you can be inspired by this book, absolutely. And as we just said, pick it up at any point. From dusk to dawn, Henry Krauss, the vicissitudes of life. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever great books are sold. Thanks for coming on, and we wish you the best as you continue to do what you're doing. Thank you so much, much, uh, Kate. Thanks for having me. And uh, all I can say is please spread the word because I'm a uh, self-published writer. And uh, with these uh, publishers, the author has to front all the marketing money. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So pick up the book for sure. Thanks to Henry and thanks to all of you for listening to the show. Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Pouty Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today.